Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Well, pick up. Pot of podcasts. It's another podcast. It's me, Lily Sanders, your um, pilot for the next episode of Cuddle Club. I'm very excited. This week we've got an American on. Yes, very fancy that. It's Pete Holmes, and I love this guy. I listen to his podcast. You'll hear me waffling on about it, but I used to listen to his podcast ages ago and I just rediscovered it and remembered it and it is so good. It's sort of like a much better version of this. <laughs> so have a listen to this, then go on to You Made It Weird and the theme tune you're gonna love. You made it weird, you made it weird, you made it weird, ha ha, something like that. Pete Holmes is an American comedian. He's done loads of stuff. Well he had the Pete Holmes show for goodness sakes. He did Crashing. We had a series called Crashing here, but they had a series called Crashing in America, and they were different, and uh, they were both very good. He's done loads of TV. You'll see him stand up. His, his stand up is everywhere. Uh, actually, do check out his stand up online. Very nice, very funny. He's good friends with Brett Goldstein, and I'm good friends with Brett Goldstein. And Brett said, I think you two would get on, and told him that he should do Color Club. And Pete probably just said, Yeah, because he's a nice guy. And then here we are. But look, please enjoy this podcast before you go running and lifting up your skirt for another one or trousers if you're lifting up your trousers so um pop your ears into this and um have a lovely time we don't really know each other um but we are i think he thought we would get on because we're both into the spiritual i don't think there's any shame in saying that and um vegans and everything but the thing is because i'm english i don't know if you realized i we are made to feel like really embarrassed if we ever talk about a true emotion and stuff we cover all our emotions we can't be sincere there's a book written by a brit i couldn't get into it because i still have a little too much baggage well that's not entirely true i love uh Richard Rohr, you've probably heard me talk about Richard Rohr, who's a Franciscan. So that's mm. from the Christian tradition, and I really love him, and I love mm. Rob Bell. But, like, in general, I can get a little bit of the heebie-jeebies going into the Christian domain. But there was a book called Why... I'm going to butcher it, but it's something like, Why, Despite Everything, In the End, Christianity Still Makes Sense, or something. And it was mm. written by a British guy. And I only read the introduction, 
And I was like, it, it was a fine introduction. I'm not, it's not shots fired. It was, it just gave me the heebie-jeebies because it reminded me of my upbringing. But he wrote this incredibly, from my, in my opinion, British introduction, talking about how embarrassed he was to be talking about spirituality. And, yeah. and I remember the line, he was like, he said, I'm a blah, blah, blah man writing about Christianity. Of course I'm fucking embarrassed. And I was like, yeah. we don't really have that as much here. Yeah. Well, well, I went to this uh, roller skating camp thing and all the people there were all from different nationalities. It was in Spain. And the Americans, when they said, like, you just had to go around a circle, you know, say your name, where you're from. The Americans, like, project and they had no embarrassment and the British people they were just saying their fucking name and where they were from yeah. and we were like oh, making like really lame jokes and like apologising for ourselves before it was like and the Americans were just like this is who I am yeah but sometimes it tips over doesn't it the what tips over oh well the sort of uh, like earnestness or like Maybe that's me because I'm British. Oh, I know what it is. When I've spoken to these two Americans, it was only once, I spoke to these two Americans and they had no clue what was going on in Afghanistan and they were so navel-gazing. And I thought, just pop your head up a little bit to have yeah. a look around, you know. Like, it's very good to, like, examine ourselves and be like, oh, what was my relationship like with my father? But also... <laughs> <laughs> At a certain point dig some wells in Africa, right? I mean, like, that's or, important as well. Or just know that they don't have water even. But it was yeah. just like, there was so much never getting. Just Me and my know. Like... Don't help. But at least know. I was just watching Little Women last night, and they mm. talked about how all silk is made by children. And the rich girl who was wearing silk was like, oh, but the poor are always with us. And then just continued on. And I was like, that is basically what you're advocating. Like, at least know that yeah, the yeah, silk yeah. is made by yeah. children. <laughs> it's like when um, when well, friends used to come around and play and you used to think that your mum liked to do... It's not like this at all, actually. But did you, when you were younger, say, like, oh, if your mum was cleaning everything up and then you say to your kid, oh, yeah, she probably likes that. She probably likes cleaning up after oh, us. Oh, yes. And like, I don't know if she does. Yeah. No, and we, me and my friend Tom, we were in church and we laughed so hard. We had just gotten old enough to be like a little self-aware. We were probably in high school. Mm. And we saw this kid. And this kid looked like a butterball turkey. Like just like pasty and round and kind of damp. Like a little Winston Churchill. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it into a good your world. Description. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was on the phone. He was calling from a pay phone because it was the 90s. And he goes, hey, dad, you can pick me up now. And then he hung up. And I was like. You can pick me up now. Like we, we still <laughs> laugh about that. This kid thinks his dad is like, "Ooh, any minute I'll get to pick him up." Now that I am a parent, I imagine that there is a little bit of like, our daughter is like the celebrity in the family. So yeah. if my daughter called and said, "You can pick me up," I would be like, "Yes, Miss Knowles," and I, I'd just yeah, go pick yeah. her. You know what I mean? Like, I am starstruck by my daughter, but also your teachers don't live at school, and your mom doesn't like cleaning up. Yeah, like I do think it's better. The kids, like we're like, I'm, well, I am not raising any kids, but like <laughs> the kids that now are being raised 
have got a lot more attention in a good way and there's a lot more like we're child focused now child centric which is good but then I was in a restaurant with my brother last night and my brother's like his kids are like they've got everything I love them and I've just given them like a hundred quid each for Christmas or whatever in an envelope because all they want uh, kids just want money don't they and my brother gets a text and says like oh do you guys want to they're 15 and 16 do you want to move some boxes for money and they were like nah and, my brother, and they haven't worked a day in their life and we were like we had three jobs when we were your age and they were like why would we move boxes for money we've got money here <laughs> oh like, my gosh you ruined them I think they need adversity. Like, I think the kids are going to struggle, maybe, because they're sort of having everything. Well, it's really dangerous. I I, I grew up with somebody. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna smoke screen this this story so it can't be traced back to who it's about. Mm. I just I remember noticing that if your friends are famous comedians, <laughs> and I don't mean me, <laughs> like it's so clear. I mean me. What I mean is, it can be. Very uh, reality skewing. Yeah. If when you look out into the world and one of your friends is a famous comedian and one of your friends is like a photographer, but like a famous photographer, that's going to change. Like you don't want to drive for Uber when you're looking at me going like, obviously both my job and a photographer is more difficult than it looks, but like. That person, if those are your friends or or your little brother, I mean, we're living in a world where things are getting less and less real, where you can make money from Instagram. Yeah. And that's the goal. Like you, you want to, you just want money to kind of like come in from nowhere for nothing. And yeah. I completely get it. I mean, what's more tantalizing than like just go around and swim and be in a bikini or eat a croissant or whatever it might be and get paid? What's awkward is if you go out with someone and then, I mean, you're married now and stuff, but that, I don't know if you ever did the thing where you go out with someone and they're looking at your life thinking, well, that's a nice life. I went in on that, but they want to bypass all the like sort of doing open spots and training for oh years. My and, they're just God. Like, and it's so offensive actually that they're just like, yeah, I'll probably have a go at that. And it's just so crushing. It is. It used to be a problem uh, dating, especially if I lived with the person, because then they'd get a very close up look at what I do. Yeah, not a and lot. And if you, if you look <laughs> at what I'm doing, it really, and you know what? I'm going to concede that I have been very, I don't want to say blessed, it's so corny, but like, what a charmed life. Yeah. There is like, it's like being a firefighter. There's a, it's, it's not at all like being a firefighter, <laughs> except in this one way. We are as brave. We are We as are brave. as brave. I was going to say that. That was the mm. one way. We're as brave mm. and as um, selfless as firefighters. Yeah. Um, no, in that. From what I understand, the firefighters like in a small town, a lot of boredom, a lot of boredom, a lot of boredom. Fire! A lot of boredom, a lot of boredom, a lot of boredom. Fire! Yeah. That That's like the comedian's life as well. But when yeah. you're living with me and you're seeing the boredom, I think you'd be an idiot if you're hanging... <laughs> this is so <laughs> proud. But if you're hanging... If you're living with me mm. and you're not going like, how do I do that? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, then I yeah. Think you're kind of yeah. dumb. Like you should. Yeah, that's a really good flip side. Dare to dream that you can be paid to be a bum as well. Yes. <laughs> I mean, now that I have a baby, my life is so much my baby. But before this, 
it was a lot of like so much sleeping and yeah there was the traveling and the, and the shows and and now you know the quarantine really showed me how much harder doing stand up is on our bodies this is sort of suit like oh, c- close yes. to spiritual like yeah. i was working a lot on embodiment and trying to feel my body especially men have a yeah. very hard time getting in touch with their not just their feelings but what it feels like to be in this body and when we got the break uh, from doing stand-up, which was the quarantine, when I came back, I did a weekend, and I was like, oh, my God, I forgot. Like, mm. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Mm-hmm. But first, there's, like, ticket anxiety, like, getting these updates that the tickets aren't selling very well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That took, like, a lot of... It robs me of my sleep and all that. I heard you talking about that with Chris Martin from uh, Coldplay. On well, that's when, just, that's exactly yeah, right. Yeah, and I thought, do you know what? I love that you're so honest about that and I love that it never goes away. And then he was really honest about it and you're like, not Chris Martin yeah. as well. And I you're know. like, it's just levels of, you know, you play bigger rooms, you get more, it, you know, it's just, just levels just goes up. But yeah. I thought that yeah, was yeah. so good to be so honest about it because it is a, it's a plague of the mind. Well, I'm only slightly embarrassed that I've repeated myself, but... No, no, when no, I no. Did... But is it... <laughs> no, look, I it's know, a thing. We've only got three things. It's like, yeah, <laughs> TV, live work, yes, and yes. probably family or something. Yeah, something. We don't know. But when I did that show, and that weekend, it ended up... It wasn't embarrassing, but it was, it was pretty <laughs> light. And I just saw physiologically what it does to do a weekend of stand-up comedy. Yeah. And then I, I was thinking about... You know, people who work at night, if you're a security guard in a museum and you work at night, for example, that like takes a huge bite out of your longevity. Like it just you, mm. those people tend to die sooner. We're not supposed to be doing our job at night. Look, it's a privilege, but I noticed I could feel it in my body. One of the reasons was I was like doing stand up like a 1030 show of stand up and you do it for an hour and then at the end of it, you may as well have drank a pot of coffee, basically. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you're really jacked and juiced. And again, I'm not mm-hmm. complaining. I'm just saying I noticed, like, nothing's for free. So if someone lived with me and was really paying attention, they might decide, like, no, I'd rather, and I'm not saying this to put this down, I'd, I'd rather be the, the manager at a restaurant. It yeah. seems more like just do your work, hang out with people. You don't have to be like me. You have a like a, a funny thought, and you have to like write it down like a lunatic, sit yeah. in this office talking to myself. Like it's not for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Cuddle recipe number one oh one. Take two arms, I'll wrap them around something, and don't let go. Unless the person asks you to let go. Or animal. Are you ready for the quick fire round? Yeah, I didn't know there was a quick fire round. I'm ready. It's very quick, so don't worry too much. Don't put too much stress on your body for this, I'm okay? Paying. I don't I don't want your lifespan going down. Okay, how many books have we... Oh, fuck, I fucked it. I fucked that. I have my one big oh, chance no. to do the quick fire round so quick. How many books do you read a year? Um, I'm going to be honest. I probably read... I'm going to say five books a year. That's not bad. It's not bad. I'm proud of that answer. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Do audiobooks count? Yeah, go on. Yeah, go on. I'll let you have it. Then it's going to be less, actually. It's gone <laughs> yeah, down. Yeah. I reread things a lot, and I, I read things slowly, 
and I read, this is not an excuse to have such a low number, but I read a lot of spiritual things that are, that are thick. You can't really like burn. It's not like a Tom Clancy. I have to read it slowly. And then I've really noticed that there are seasons. There's seasons when I want to read Eckhart Tolle, and that's what I'm doing right now. But I'm reading The Power of Now, which I've already read. You know what I mean? It's like... What a fucking book, if you, if you don't mind me saying. I know. Yeah, no, I don't mind you saying. It's everything. Would you fuck a robot? That's question two. Like a realistic one? Uh, well, it's still sort of... Um, or is it boxy? It's boxy. <laughs> it's boxy in aluminum? No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as evidenced by the fact that I've never laid one into my toaster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you know, don't rule it out. Um, <laughs> no. If you could get free healthcare for everyone, but you have to serve two years in prison, would you do it? Yeah. Oh, good. How, what, what style prison is it? Is it like mm. white collar prison? Is it violent? Am I being attacked? No, you probably sort of have to give someone a BJ once and that's it. One BJ? Yeah, one BJ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it, is it my roommate? Like we've spent a lot of time together. Yeah, and... yeah you've got a connection. And yeah. then one rainy night. Yeah, I mean, you kind of, don't you, you have to. to? You have You'd to. You'd have to, yeah. You know, it's funny because Eckhart Tolle says, even if you're spending your, if you have a life sentence in prison, you're not spending your life in prison. This is what he says. He goes, right now you're just sitting in a room, <laughs> which I think is the whole thing. Yeah. He's like, if yeah. you think I'm spending my, so I would try to drop two years, but who knows? I'd be spooning my way out after a day <laughs> before the BJ. I want to point out. Or, no, immediately yeah. after the BJ. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Have some experience. Have some experience. Yes, come back with some stories. We're cuddling up, we're cuddling down, we're cuddling all around. So I guess my next question is, is cuddling cool? Well, I would say it's very cool. It's not cool in the sense that, like, Sean P. Diddy Combs is cool. I can't really picture him cuddling someone. I can, because they've, can? Always got the big ja- they've always got the big jackets, haven't they? Like, hey. <laughs> well, rappers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but rappers have always got big puffy jackets. Yeah, no, the puffy jacket is saying cuddle me for sure. But it, it's not cool in like, who else is cool though? Like, Do you know what I think the coolest thing is? Not being cool. Kindness and not even trying to be cool. Like a real dork. I love a big old dork who's like not even, but I love it when someone is just authentically a big old thumb. And you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll have that. Really? You know? Yeah. Cause there are some kids I went to high school with. I'm pretty sure you would have quickly avoided in the hallway that were exactly <laughs> what, what you're describing. What if they don't even have any awareness that like they're, they're, they're just like bringing themselves in and they're just a big old sort of weirdo. Like, you know, I mean, not yeah. if they're annoying, not if they're annoying, but if not they're just annoying. a big old, just a big old sort of, I can't really explain, <laughs> but they're just bringing themselves to the party and they've got no awareness. I ate lunch at my high school in JCAF, which of course, you know, was the nerd cafeteria. It was the mm-hmm. math building. And mm-hmm. I loved those. I love those mm-hmm. freaks and weirdos. They were, they were great. Uh, touch quiz. What am I thinking about touching right now? You've got five questions. And you've got to guess what I'm thinking about touching right now. It's not rude. (laughs) (laughs) It's not your daddy's ding dong. Not on this occasion. 
<laughs> that was last week's guest, Pete Holmes. Ding dong. <laughs> you were thinking about touching on the subject of economics. <laughs> no. Touching uh, the reindeer behind you. Oh no! Lovely guess. Oh, I thought that O was like, yeah, that's it. Well, you've got five questions. You've now got three questions. Three. Yeah. And this is what I'm passing off as entertainment. <laughs> oh my god. It's human um, voices. People need human voices. Is it on you? No. Actually, I do have some of these. It is a food, but also I've got some as well. Like in me. Eggs. Yeah. <laughs> you were thinking about touching eggs? <laughs> This is solitary. Can I tell egg. you? <laughs> this, like I'm, I, I stopped social media ing uh, for the most part. I mean, I'll still promote things, mm. but I we were watching uh, GBBO Great British Bake Off last night, mm. and I paused it to tell sweet, patient Lady Val, who mm. now that she's been with a, a comedian for almost ten years, she knows all of it, not just how cool it is. She also knows that sometimes I'll just pause it to, to do a bit. <laughs> and I paused it and I said, it's a New Yorker cartoon. Do you know the New Yorker, uh, the yeah, magazine, yeah. the single yeah. panel cartoons? And it's a chicken and another chicken and mm. talking to a third chicken. And the first chicken who's standing next to another chicken says, Edith had an egg on Great British Bake Off. I thought that was the funniest. Yeah, that is really nice. It's not like, haha, but when you see the eggs, yeah. you're like, yeah. are the chickens it, watching? Like, that's my yeah. egg. <laughs> It's lovely. It's lovely, actually, that. Very innocent as well. It's very innocent. It's not rude. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Come on, let us in. How romantic are you? I am learned... Uh, okay, I'm going to give you the timeline. I was very <laughs> romantic my whole childhood, but in that dead poet society yeah. way, I would write poems and not show anybody and songs. I remember picking up a rock and I was going to give it to my junior high crush, Emily Bravo. I was going to give her a rock mm. because it reminded me of her kind of. 
And I didn't. <laughs> At least I had the sense to go, like, I'm pretty sure she'll tell everyone and then I'll be the weird guy that gave a rock. But I had, yeah. like, a love for things. And if you really spend some time with a rock, it can be special. And you yeah. wanted to give that feeling to the girl. You wanted to give the feeling to the other person. So yeah. I was very romantic. And then, like, my first marriage, I stopped being super romantic. I was very, like, focused on comedy and making it. And I also, this is a big mistake, assume that once you marry somebody, you don't really have to be super romantic anymore. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Mistake. And was that when she had the affair? Or- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I was very sweet, but I don't know if I was romantic. I was very yeah. nice. Yeah, I would yeah. make her books and stuff, but they were all like very cutesy pootsy. Yeah, they were, yeah. It was. It's. It's like it would make you yak hard if I told you the contents of like these cute books using pet names, and they were like children's books. I had no yeah. appreciation for her as like a grown woman or myself as a grown man. I was also yeah. twenty three years old, but I mean oh, like fine. Yeah, I know it's fine, but like I was cutesy. And then, like, later, and now with Val, I've, like, sort of, I think I've taught myself to split the difference. Not quite Dead Poet Society, but also not not, not just cutesy-pootsy. Yeah. And I'd like to think I'm romantic. Here's an example. Uh, we got engaged on a hot air balloon. That's romantic. That's oh, romance. that's lovely. But I am a comedian, and I'm a bit of a computer person. So, like, it was very, like, she mentioned in the first year we were dating that she mm. loved hot air balloons, and she always wanted to go in one. And I wrote it down. I feel like a true romance, like a beautiful Spanish man in an open linen shirt. He just mm. lives by his heart, and he just is romantic. I'm, like, trying to do an impression of that man. So I'll I'll write a little nerdy note and then follow through with it. But you know what? No one cares which one no. it is. They just want yeah. to do it. And also, I feel like you're more likely to be faithful if you're sort of, again, splitting the difference. You're not, like, following your heart wherever it goes. You know what I mean? Like, like at every whim. Like, oh, well, I've got to, like, follow this down the country lane or whatever. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're, if you're with someone that's really, like, a dyed-in-the-wool romantic, like, I'd be yeah. like, are you going to fall in love with the cashier at the... Yeah, at the like, and I, I would. And they are. And that's yeah. beautiful. Go do it. But I <laughs> I need something a little more Well, you're secure. up here in a hot air balloon. You're like, what's yeah. pay for a fucking hot air balloon, mate? <laughs> and you know how I knew Val was... I mean, I, obviously, I already knew Val was the one for me. But we landed. The hot air balloon landed. And we yeah. got out. And the guy who piloted the balloon was so funny and strange that we just started writing down notes of everything we remembered because she knew I was going to do a bit about it. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, that is lovely. Is. And how yeah. did you propose to her? On bended knee, of course. Oh, of course. That's romance. And I knew what ring she wanted. I didn't want to just free ball the free ball (laughs) i somehow i managed to find out what ring she wanted i don't remember how i did it but i will say around christmas time i'm terrible at gifts my brother was just here and he gave me for christmas out of an albertson's it's a grocery store out of an albertson's bag three unwrapped um flashlights and i'm not saying that to make fun of my brother as much as i'm saying these are the loons that i come from yeah 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 so i've had to learn like You have to hide the presents. You have to wrap them. Like, I wasn't romantic in the gift-giving way until I started putting some effort in. My boyfriend went to Egypt with some male friends, like four or five of them, and he went on a hot air balloon, and he said, have you ever been in a hot air balloon? 
I can't remember what I I was like, oh, I think so, but it might have been a cartoon. Oh <laughs> and my I was like, god! I don't know. Like I can't remember. I used to drink a lot. I don't drink anymore. But I ne- like, and then I had to phone my mum up and say, have I been in a hot air balloon? Because I remember them like doing that with the sandbags, and she was like, no, of course you've not been on a hot air balloon. <laughs> idiot but i just i never know as someone who's been on a hot air balloon if you could somehow perform that joke for a crowd of people who have only been on hot air balloons like everyone they would die laughing because the experience when you start taking off it's like slow motion right so you really experience it like you're in the basket looking over and everybody thinks like oh, it's nothing and then you go way higher than you expect so it's much more adrenalizing and exciting than you think it is. But I've seen the film up and it's probably about the same. So, you know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> now, what are arms for if not for snuggling? I've got a very exciting uh, thing for you now. You can ask anything to Psychic Sue and she'll tell you. Just let me know and I'll just pop it into the website. Oh my God, <laughs> it's a real website? <laughs> yep. Okay, real basic. Is Will Trump win uh, another term? Well, you know he's out. You know he's out, don't you? <laughs> yeah, but he can run again. In no! Like, what? Yeah, he can, can he run really? again in like a year. Oh no, you, you don't want to know the answer. <laughs> what does she say? Oh no, I'm a huge no. uh, supporter, so please give me the good news. I'm just kidding. Oh God. Um, what does it well, say? Well, I don't know how... Yes, definitely. But I said, can he? I didn't say, will he? Yeah, that's that's a real... You're at the crossroads with the devil now. That's just a loophole. Uh, let me just ask, um, will Trump get into power again? Into get into power? That's very really vague. That could, yeah. you, need, you need to type it how I'm telling you to type okay, it. Okay, tell, tell me again. Tell me again. Will Trump be elected president of the United States again? Wait there. Wait there. <laughs> and, he walk, and he walks out. Okay. No. I was about America. I spelled America wrong, but I don't suppose that matters. America. Can't it be that definitely hard. matters. Okay. Oh, my God. What does it say? Psychic Sue says yes, definitely. But she said that last time. I think there's something wrong with the algorithm. Okay. I'll, I'm going to ask Psychic Sue something else. Make it something that definitely won't happen. Okay. Um, will Percy Pig be... President of the United States. Well, that could happen. <laughs> Psychic Sue's off a bloody napper because she said yes, definitely again. Yeah, she's so, just stuck in the yes, definitely loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is good to know. I feel a lot better. Don't type in anything serious into this yeah. website, especially. <laughs> you know, I, I won't give examples, but don't don't give it to Psychic Sue. Oh yeah, as a top, were you cuddled or not? What was your family like? I mean, I know, but, you know, for these um, idiot listeners that don't know. (laughs) Well, my family is really, really weird. And what's extra weird about that is that I didn't know they were really weird until I think I was 33. My mother is a World War II Lithuanian refugee. Like, literally, when she was seven years old, which is exactly... As young as you can be while still remembering. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like things that are bad that happen when you're seven. If they're if you were five, it might be more blurry, but seven, you're gonna lock it in. The feeling mm-hmm. of like we need to flee and get out of Lithuania 
and go to America, and she did. So she's got a lot of like, I would say this if she was sitting right here. So it's not slander. She's like kind of a high anxiety, uh, mm. kooky person, but also deeply funny and very uh, dark. My whole family can be very dark. I know I look sort of like, you know, mm. like a, a cookie little salesman. Chris, little Chris boy. <laughs> I don't know what a little Chris boy is, but yeah, it sounds right. Christian. Oh, um, Chris O, Chris O. Yeah, I look Chris-o. like a little Chris My mom wanted better. That was like the really incredible thing about my mom. And she met my dad, who's a sort of like a very self-made um, ham. He's a, He's loud mm. and he's... He's got thick fingers and he used to be a big drinker and just like life of the party, loud and very worked a lot, a lot because he wanted better. And my dad and my mom found each other. They wanted better. My dad was on the track to getting like out of there and into kind of like the nicer suburbs. And so they met, but they don't really get along. And then I had me and my brother and my brother is... um, I love him very much, but uh, we weren't, like, super close when we were kids. There's no quick way to summarize my parents. They're so fucking weird. (laughs) We give each other flashlights unwrapped for Christmas. (laughs) I mean, that is fucking I mean, that's it. The only way that could be worse is if they were flashlights. Yeah, three unwrapped and used (laughs) flashlights from my brother, who looks very sleepy and drained. Um, Yeah. We're just... I don't know. I, I really do. Lo- I, I, I wouldn't change a thing. But when I mm. met my wife's family, I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Mm. And they have their issues, but they sit around the dinner table and they like talk and listen and remember, mm. and that's mm. very strange. My father asked me this last visit. They were just here. He was like, "Peter, how many times in your career did you think about quitting?" And I was like. This guy, <laughs> this guy doesn't know. He just doesn't know me. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. and it's also kind of sad where you're just like, another dad would have been like, well, remember when you moved to New York and you were like, I'm not going to take a straight job. I'm only going to work in comedy. And then six months in, you got a job in comedy. Remember that? And remember how that mm-hmm. led from one thing to another? And it'd be like glowing and proud and would be talking about how, how grateful we are and how charmed that was. But he was interviewing me like he just worked for the Daily Mail or something. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, sort yeah. Of like, how many times have you thought? I mean, I've been asked that question by randos. And, and there you are with your father. I'm like... It's it's but that's not how they are. You, you, have you seen the movie The Master? Uh, I can't remember the movies. You can't remember if you're on a hot air balloon. But um, <laughs> at the end of The Master, Amy Adams' character says to Joaquin Phoenix's character, they say, "You don't look well," and he goes, "That's not how I look." Which I was just like, "That's oh, wow. it." Yeah. My, you could say my family. Dad, you're not you're not hearing me, or you're not seeing me in the way that I want to be seen. And he's like, "That's not how I see. It's not personal. Yeah. It's just yeah, it's just yeah, not yeah. how he looks." Yeah, and I, yeah. I sort of have to make peace with it. But like, that's where all of my talent comes from: is this intense feeling of like somebody's gonna hear me. Damn it, you know that yeah, sort of yeah. feeling. Yeah, I do think we choose our parents for the lessons oh, we yeah. need. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't want to do it again, but I. I, I wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> oh, I won't ask you again, but I tell you who will. It's Alan Button. 
That was Luke on keys, if you can believe. Alan de Botten. Now a little question from Alan de Botten. You know him, do you? Oh, Alan, yeah. Yeah, we went to primary school. <laughs> primary. He wants to know, what little things bring you joy? That's a nice question. Uh, it's a great question, and I'm a big believer in gratitude and, and starting your day with questions like that. And what's weird, I, I, I will answer your question, I promise, but like... What I've noticed about gratitude journaling in the morning is the rest of the day, you just, you notice the things that you're grateful for. It just starts, it primes the engine and you can't help it. How have you got time to journal in the morning? I don't do that and I haven't got a kid. It's like so hard to get into. I'm glad you asked because it's way easier than you think. There's an app called five minute, the five minute journal, I believe it's called. Yeah. And it, it's true to its word. It is one sit on the toilet away. You're that close to gratitude. Wow. wow. <laughs> it's so embarrassing to say that that's when I do it, but that is what I do. It. Yeah. And that's your first uh, gratitude, a healthy stool. That, I mean, you can tell I do it in the morning because it's almost always like a good night's rest or like a soft bed or I have written on it the bidet like because we yeah, have like yeah, a Japanese yeah. toilet. So oh. all these like bathroom things get on the list. Yeah. Oh, every day I'd thank for the bed. Ba- every day is a thankful day for the bidet. Do you have one? No. Oh, you got to get one. No, in England, we're sort of just using a sort of hot flannel really still. <laughs> very good <laughs> disgusting the things that give me joy i want to answer my friend andrew's question obviously my daughter obviously my daughter and obviously my wife but the little things you know what i love i love a full tank of gas i love clean i love yeah. clean laundry if you, if you go to the, for a piss on the motorway if you stop on the motorway and you empty your bladder and fill up your tank there's no greater feeling you're like yeah. i I'm king of the road right now. I've emptied one and I filled another. Yeah. I just love the feel. I also love grocery shopping. I really like going grocery shopping. And I like the feeling of putting it all away. You know what it is? Mm. It goes back to my family. And it's not to put them down. That's just not how I look. My my childhood was very inconsistent, let's let's say. It was, mm. it was financially secure. Like, we didn't mm. want for things. Uh, although we did. And that's sort of my point is like in our house, like I always have paper towels. I always have toilet paper. I always have certain foods and I, and I love having gas in the car. I love getting the car washed. I love doing laundry, Mm. having the laundry clean and all that sort of stuff. And some of that to say something positive about my folks was because my mom was always doing our laundry and cleaning up and all that sort of stuff. So that makes me feel good. Those are little joys for me. She loved it though. She loved it. Don't forget that. She she loved loved it. it. She enjoyed it. (laughs) Cuddle club. Cuddle club. Cuddle club. I think that's enough. Have you ever had like a best, worst or weirdest cuddle? You just reminded me. I should have thought of this before I came on, but it's come to me now. So it all worked out. Mm. But I went to a Christian, Chrissy, a Chrissy's (laughs) college. Yeah. Not Chrissy in the way that I'm sure Oxford and Harvard, these were all Christian schools when they were founded. I mean, it's still... <laughs> wow. It's still like a faith-based school. I only laugh because it just seems like such a throwback uh, yeah. to just have church and state together in the school. At that school, one of the things... You're with all these horny Chrissies mm. who won't have sex. Yeah. So there were all these things. There was like a lot of cuddling... Um, and I remember we also would hug 
like standing cuddles, like you'd hug yeah. for incredibly long amounts of time, especially if you if you fancied someone. And I remember, <laughs> I know I'm, I'm speaking to you like I have to say that <laughs> or you won't understand what I mean. Um, and my friend, my best friend was a girl. And I obviously I, I was in love with her, but she had a boyfriend who went to another school. So I wasn't looking back. I, I think you were supposed to be like, you're going to break up with that guy. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, like it's like you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I don't wish I had, but like she did. But yeah. when she did, I was dating the woman I was going to marry. But like if I had had any sort of worldly knowledge, I would have been like, don't you think you're going to break up with that guy? I mean, don't he's probably over there and he, like, let's yeah. do it. Like break up with him. Stop this nonsense and then ask her out. But uh, instead, I, I, I took it romantically that I was unrequited and, and I thought there was something sort of poetic. I probably wrote poems about it and yeah, songs about it. Yeah, on a rock. It, yeah. Of course. <laughs> and then I remember vividly, I was in her room and there was something called open dorm. You couldn't stay in a girl's room past, I think it was like nine o'clock or something. So I had to leave and I stood up and we hugged and we had been like watching movies on the bed together and stuff like nothing ever happening, but just like very, very close, very, very cuddly, lots of under the same blanket watching Titanic sort of shit. Mm. And then I got up to say goodbye and I hugged her and of course, I was, what, what was I, 19? <laughs> That's how old I was. Like, 19 years old. Yeah. And we're hugging for, like, three, four, five minutes. Mm. And her her boobies are on me. and oh, and, no. and And I remember I, I started, <laughs> you know, there was, to use a Ray Romano line, the launch sequence was activated. Yeah, yeah. And so we were hugging like this. Uh, you know, waist to waist, touching, and then yeah. she just took one step backwards and made it like a like a teepee, and we kept hugging, but we didn't acknowledge it, oh, and no. we also didn't want to stop hugging. So that is the weirdest oh, cuddle. Wow. We were cuddling erect, and I was erect. Yeah, maybe maybe she didn't move away. Maybe the power of the penis that pushed her into the corner. <laughs> It just sort of, and we know. were on like a basketball court, and yeah. she was wearing sneakers, so you heard a squeak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like that very much. Well, that's Power. both the best. That's the best, worst, and weirdest in one, really. Yes, that's the For best, her. the worst. For her, and the certainly. Yes. Oh man, we ne- we still. I'm I'm still friends with her. We haven't ever discussed it, which I'm surprised yeah. now that I mention it. Well, I'll be sending her a link to this. Okay, well that is the end of the podcast. Well done. And also, what happens now is I put all the data into the computer, and it comes up with your cuddle type. You must be very excited. This is fake typing. <laughs> that was fake typing. That There's a lot a of G's. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is a very expensive bit of kit, the cuddle calculator, and it just comes up with your your cuddle type. What do you think about that? I think that's great. I don't know if I adequately expressed how much I like cuddling, but yes. Well, you get a vibe. The cuddle calculator knows. It's like horoscopes. It just knows. It just knows. And everyone is different. And your one is the fireplace. Everyone wants to be next to you because you're so warm and you look lovely on a postcard. The only uh-huh. downside is you can't turn a fire down. And Pete, just like a fire, people can't turn you down. Wow. That's nice, isn't it? 
it? It actually feels right on. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it, especially because you don't know me. Oh, yeah, sure, no problem at all. But um, maybe I'll see you one day um, in Los Angeles. Los Angeles with worn out hands and dirty knees. It's a Tom Petty lyric in it. Oh, um, right. I thought you'd just see me on a Friday night in the vision. <laughs> oh, my God. So thank you for listening to that. Go and check Pete Holmes's podcast out. Uh, you Made It Weird, one of my favourite ever's podcasts. Thank you. I can speak in a sentence. And so I'm still on tour, guys, and every, everyone else. Yeah, start with the guys and go everyone else. That's a popular <laughs> modern way to pitch it. So do come and see me if there's tickets near you. I would love to see you there. And the tour is very much ongoing. So don't be a little bitch about it. <laughs> Uh, you can follow at Coddle Club online. We're online, baby. Twitter and Instagram, same handle. You can follow me at Lou Sanders and you can just follow Jesus Christ if you like as well. Okay, bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.